Welcome back to episode 32 of A VO's Journey. I am your host, Anthony Pika, and I want to take a moment to thank you all for the amazing support in the last episode. Uh, it's quickly becoming one of our best episodes. If you haven't listened to it, just go back. It's episode 31. Uh, basically, it's all about how to kill it on Fiverr. And I want to thank you so much. You've had such a great, amazing amount of people check that out and uh, comment and, and and get back to me and, and show their support. So awesome, awesome, awesome. Avio's Journey is a podcast that I set up to uh, help chronicle my journey uh, to becoming a full-time business owner, a full-time voiceover business owner. And the hope was is that through everything that I'm doing, you can um, you know watch me and see all my failures and all my successes and everything I'm doing right and everything I'm doing wrong and make the choices for yourself uh, and, and hopefully grow your business, all right? So tonight, uh, I am going to be talking about a crazy and always passionate topic. How much money should you be charging for your voiceover services? Let's do it. This is VO's Journey. With your host, the incomparable Anthony Pika. So I like to take uh, a moment to start off by uh, addressing a comment that was made on an Instagram post that I put together for the last podcast uh, about Fiverr. Uh, There was an individual who... Uh, you know, and I'm going to be honest with you. I am really happy that this person posted uh, the comment that they did. Uh, their comment was revolving around making sure that we are charging what we should be charging as voiceover artists. And, you know, there is an industry standard that is set up by certain, uh, you know, certain associations uh, just like the Global Voice Acting Association, uh, which is an amazing place. Great coaching, a lot of great things on that site. Um, but they also publish a standard um, uh, document that, you know, averages out what the industry uh, charges or on a whole should charge for voiceover services. And, um, you know, and, and talking about Fiverr, I think Fiverr brings up a lot of emotions. From a lot of people, uh, you know, and and going back to when Fiverr started, you know, Fiverr was this place where you could only charge five dollars for your services. You were never allowed to charge any more, and there was a lot of problems with you know probably poor, uh, actually you know poor service or or poor products on Fiverr when it came to the voiceover market. Um, but I think as time has gone on, we've proven. I know I've proven to myself. Uh, and from a business standpoint, how incredible Fiverr can be uh, for your business as a part of your business. So uh, this person posted that they wanted to make sure that everybody was not selling themselves short and making sure that they were charging what they needed to be charging to make sure that our industry stays uh, firm and you know, and that that we're not 
uh, devaluing the industry. And I first want to say thank you to the person who posted that because it takes courage. It takes courage to stand up for what you believe in and to stand up for other people and to make sure that they are supported and they are not being um, taken advantage of. Okay. So I want to say thank you for that comment. And I wanted to address it because I think it's of the utmost importance that we talk. I have been in theater and uh, performing and, um, you know, and, 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 and doing the arts my entire life. And it has been always a passion of mine to make sure to speak out for the people who don't have a voice. And I think a lot of times in this Fiverr debate, we as voiceover artists, we get sidetracked with fighting against ourselves because what happens is, is that we forget that, you know, starting out as a voiceover artist, right? You don't have a voice. There's no one who speaks for you. Just like when you are working and you are, uh, you are trying to make a living for your family and you have to be uh, responsible for that income, right? You know, devaluing your income at this other, on the other side is, is extremely dangerous for your family and your, um, future. You know, so there is all of this emotion, I think, that surrounds uh, prices. And I think Fiverr has become the battleground, at least for voiceover artists. And uh, so, you know, I I always welcome conversations about prices. I always welcome conversations about platforms and Fiverr. And I want to thank this person who commented on uh, the Instagram post about that. Thank you so much. Uh, for your comments. And, uh, and, and I thought tonight addressing how you should be charging for your voiceover services, how you should be certain about what you're charging, and how, why you charge what you charge and what the purpose is, okay? I really think that it boils down to you running a business, okay? You are running a business and that business is set for the purpose of making a profit, right? That is the point of a business in the end is to make a profit. However, that is not the only point, right? I mean, we go into business, hopefully, I mean, unless we're crazy, right? We go into business because we love what we're trying to accomplish. And we're trying to say something or help something or affect change or spread our love and our joy. Okay, uh, through what we do. And hopefully from that, people will pay us for our services, right? Okay, so let's, you know, I first always want to get that out of the way about what business is, all right? That is what a business is. We're here to make a profit. So when we talk about pricing, pricing always should be in your business, all right? First and foremost, should be based on what you need to make in order to support your business and make a profit that you deem necessary for your survival or in the survival of that business, okay? I firmly believe that we are ambassadors for each other. At the same time, you also have to take in consideration that no one is going to stand up and hold your business up with you. They're not. Right? No one is going to say, Hey, I'm going to build your business and I'm going to sit, let my business sit over here just so that your business, 
you know, can, can make it. But we just, we don't have time to do that. It's not that people are mean or people don't want to help. Okay. It's just that we don't have time to help other people build their business. All right. We're trying to help build our business. Okay. So where I'm going with this is, is I want you, when you think about prices, all right, really think about this and, and, and approach it as if you are approaching any other business. Okay. Now, in industries, there are standards. All right. Now, standards are, and I'm going to, I'm going to say these are standards that are not, uh, by law that you have to follow, but they are standards that the industry over time has, you know, through averages and hard work, you know, it's, it's kind of been proven that these prices, all right, create a desired result. All right. So that's kind of what a standard we could say a standard is. So like in the food industry, all right, when I, I had owned uh, a couple of restaurants at one point in my life and, uh, and the food industry, all right, um, my family and I, uh, we, you know, there, there is a standard amount of markup price for food. There is a standard way of doing business that is the norm of the industry. All right. And through that standard, you can kind of benchmark your success, right? Or, you know, that's that's the idea as well. And that's the idea of figuring out how to get to that place where you're actually being successful. And yes, you are measured by investors, banks, the society through those standards, all right? You are measured that way. Um, now, businesses have broken the mold and created entire new processes, okay, by changing the standards, by doing things different, all right? And it is painful, but in the end, it ends up turning out to be even better than what it was, okay? But those instances are not the norm, right? Those instances are the McDonald's, you know, and, and someone like, you know, the, and, and the chain idea. And now, you know, we are a chain society, Right. Uh, and it's true. And we, and we love it. We, I, I love, I love to go to the mom and pop places, but I also like to know that I go to some other places. I like to go to Chick-fil-A or something and I know what I'm going to get. Okay. We live in that society. So I, I'm getting off on a tangent here about, about the, the structure and the, the, the business aspect, but I think it's important to know that when people start talking about prices, you need to approach your business from your standpoint, okay? And people have a right to talk about what they believe in. And in the end, you have to decide how much it costs to run your business. You have to decide how much profit you need to sustain your business. And you need to decide how you are going to get that money, where you're going to get it from, and what you are going to take for uh, that goal. No one can make that decision for you. No one is going to hold it up for you. You have to stand out on a ledge and do it yourself. That's what being a business owner is. That's why it's tough. And, and, and also, that's why people fight so hard when they feel people are not standing up for what they have worked really hard to create. But going back to what I wanted to say, what I was saying before, was that, you know, standing up for people you have to remember that people have the right to make their own decision as well. 
And we have to stand up for those people too. And that's really hard to do. It is, right? It's hard to stand up for people making their own decision when their decision is different than ours. Anyways, I'm, I'm totally getting off topic, but on topic. So getting back to the pricing topic, okay, um, is this. Fiverr traditionally has lower prices when we think about the overall industry standards. However, that's changed. And a lot of people who are not on Fiverr, okay, they're not kind of aware of all the things Fiverr has done. In the podcast yesterday, I talked a lot about the benefit of Fiverr as a traffic hub. Make no mistake, from single uh, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, to Fortune 500 companies are going to Fiverr looking for talent. And the reason why they're going to Fiverr and looking for talent has nothing to do anymore with the price. It has to do with the fact that Fiverr is one of the largest online freelance sources in the world. So that place you are going to go to to look for talent. And on top of that, the ease of the platform works. It's very easy to use. It's easy to understand. And Fiverr, for better or for worse, has become the new agent of the future for voiceover artists and for other artists in general, right? They are the agents. These online platforms are the agents, okay? Places like Voices.com and Voices123, they're fantastic websites. I do business on them as well. Okay, but those are still more open. Okay, even though places like voices.com and stuff, they those places like to take a big chunk of the change too, right? And that's okay because it's an agency again. But what I'm trying to say about Fiverr is more and more large, large companies are coming because they are going to the places where they can find talent that are easily accessible. So I think it's really important. For us to be aware and not ignore that because you are running a business. All right. We're running a business and the business has to survive. And in order to survive, you got to put yourself in front of the customers. All right. Fiverr is a place where customers are. Now, pricing on Fiverr. There are many different prices if you go and look through Fiverr about what voiceover artists charge. Some voiceover artists start at you know, $100, $200, $300 for 100 words. Some voiceover artists start at $5 for 100 words, okay? However, if you are running your business intelligently, you have a strategy, all right? So here's what your strategy should be, at least in my humble opinion, okay? When you are running your business and you go to a specific place, you need to have a strategy in order to be able to upsell your business And to make the money you need, once again, for your business, your VO business, to survive and to grow and to profit. Okay? So, maybe your strategy, which is the strategy that I use. I use a strategy on Fiverr because it is working for me. Where I price my opening offers. Okay? For someone to see my gig for 5 to 10 dollars 
when they find my gig from the traffic because the search engine for Fiverr, okay, pushes that up because they want Fiverr's trying to make it available for everyone, not just the Fortune 500 company who can afford to pay for a 30-second buyout commercial, all right? They are trying to also make it available for the guy who is playing... uh, I I did a a voiceover the other day for a guy who um, is a really nice guy. He just... Him and his friends playing like Dungeons and Dragons. And he just wanted to do a voiceover of one of the, the, the people... So that he could she could let his friends listen while they were playing because he was like the game master or something. I, I mean, you know, what in what world would that guy go and pay three hundred dollars for thirty seconds for that? You know what I mean? But does he not deserve a voiceover? Does he not get one? I mean, I don't mind doing it. I like it. I enjoy that. But am I also going to do some other things where I charge a lot more money? Yes, I do. But the idea is is that traffic it generates. Because Fiverr is a traffic machine. Please look at Fiverr as a traffic machine. Your strategy should be to grab that traffic. Once you grab that traffic, then you start the conversation and you upsell your services. 99% of your business, well, I'll say 90%, 90% of your business, you should be upselling commercial rights. Commercial rights is any business use. They don't they don't have to be directly selling something, but any business use, you should be selling commercial rights. Okay? On top of commercial rights, if there is a commercial where they are selling something directly through what you are saying, you offer broadcast rights on top of that. Okay? And that is an upsell. All right, so a 30-second spot where you upsell however much you do for commercial rights and however much you do for uh, for um, full broadcast rights. For someone starting out, charging $150 to $200 for a 30-second commercial and getting someone to pay you that when you were first starting out, that's pretty incredible. And that's the kind of stuff that you can get on Fiverr. Okay. I know, I, I get it, okay? And and I think what happens is some people haven't had a chance to see that um, because they, they because it's it's not out there uh, because the people who are on Fiverr, the voiceover artists who are making a lot of money on Fiverr, you don't see a lot of them coming out and necessarily talking about it very much because it is a real hidden secret, all right? It is a gem because Fiverr is generating tons of traffic. So I beg you, when you look at the platform, go in with a strategy. It's not meant, okay, to blanketly go in there, put out a random price, and that's it. You know what I mean? You are using a strategy. There is many different things you can upsell. I talked about that strategy yesterday when 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 we talked about setting up your gig properly, right? We talked about how your extras are where you make all of your money. All right. And I, I want to make something very clear. All right. About this too is that please be aware that you can make a lot of money on Fiverr selling industry standard rates. I do it all the time. I, I spent, I charge industry rates for my audiobooks and above industry rates. And I do at least four to six audiobooks a month. 
by any professional standard, that is fantastic. Okay? And I am charging industry rates. And it is being paid on Fiverr. People are charging industry rates and above industry rates. Industry rates have become, in my opinion, this idea of how much you need to charge. But I really want people to start thinking about themselves. And when I say thinking about themselves, let me be selfish. But think about your business and approach it, approach it intelligent, intelligently about what you want to make. Um, one of the people that I, 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 you know, one of my, my mentors, Earl Hall, uh, talks about, uh, uh, knowing exactly your business in and out. And I'm a firm believer of that too. All right. Knowing what you are doing in and out, meaning like you understand your pricing in and out. You understand why you are pricing. You understand what the reason is you're pricing it for. And you understand why you've marked something a certain way. Okay, so you understand that if you put five dollars down there, all right, maybe that's what you want to charge. And you know what? I am never going to tell someone to not charge that. That is your decision as a business owner. All right. And I will stand behind you. I probably will tell you you can charge more, but you don't have to. It is your business. All right. No one should be able to tell you what you can and cannot charge. People can suggest. But I'm going to tell you that I think you can actually make more money by upselling. And that's where Fiverr comes in. Here's a perfect example of what the platforms mean. Understand your platform. Fiverr is a specific platform. Voices123 is a specific platform. On Voices123, there is a rate. There is a standard that flows through Voices123. When you're on that platform, you don't see people going, well, here's the funny thing. Voices one, two, three, they're not transparent about what other people are bidding. If you notice that, they do not do that. If they were transparent about what other people were bidding, all right, it might be interesting. I know, I mean, I, I pay for their premium membership. I don't get to see what other people are bidding, okay? Now, sites like Upwork, they allow you to see a range of what people are are, are bidding if you do that. See, no one is going to no one is going to outright tell you, well, not many people, I'm trying to with this podcast, what they are actually charging because the reality is, is when it comes to the end of the day, all right, you've got to make your business work. And as you get better and more under your belt and more experienced, then feel, you know, you can, you feel the confidence of charging whatever you want. But Fiverr in the platform is set up to grab traffic. And then from that traffic, you can upsell them. All right. You're going to get better at upselling. You're going to get better at selling directed sessions. You're going to get better at selling fast. I sell a lot of fast orders and it's no, it's no skin off my back because I'm working in the studio. I can do them. You know what I mean? I can do them quite. Just step into my, my booth. I record, bam, I'm done. And I've sold, I've upsold a $50. I've sold extra $50 for doing it right then and there, which I probably would have done it anyways. Okay, so Fiverr is about upselling. That should be the strategy on your mind. You are generating traffic. Everything you are doing on Fiverr is generating the traffic to get to your conversation. Fiverr should not be, I'm a firm believer of this. Yes, everyone loves to, to, I mean, wouldn't it be nice to log on to some account and there's just tons of orders sitting in your queue. 
I'm, I'm a part of a bunch of groups and I, I post a lot of my, I try to be very transparent. And I think I've done a disservice to a lot of people by the posts that I make because I often post that I met, you know, that I've gotten this amount of business from Fiverr and I've gotten that amount of business from Fiverr. That's true. But what I did not post and maybe, you know, and, and I don't know because it's, it's not as interesting to post that long, but is how much of the negotiations that I went through with customers, how much talking back and forth, how much selling, you know, when I post in there that I've, you know, doing a hundred thousand word book at above industry standard rates, you know, that didn't just happen. You know, somebody just, I didn't, I didn't turn on my computer and that was there. I spent time over probably a couple of days. Or that, you know, I auditioned, you know, I mean, I, I don't think, you know, not, and, 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 and I haven't said that and I haven't posted those things. And I want to say here, and, and cause this is, this podcast is all about transparency is that that stuff is real. You have to do the work. Fiverr is no different than anywhere else. Okay. It is just a different style of finding a customer. And then through that, you have to still sell your business. Okay. So I do negotiate with people. I do audition. I do, you know, wait, (laughs) you know, I do have people come back, you know, a week later and say, you know, we've auditioned 30 people and we've decided to go with you or, you know, your prices were high, but we decided to go with you because that's what we wanted or your prices are too high. We can't afford that. That's fine. I understand, you know, but it's not, I mean, it's nice every once in a while to to log on and see a bunch of orders that are just randomly populated, but that's not how it works for me. Okay. I, it doesn't work for me that way. Uh, and I don't mind that. I like working with customers. I like, you know, uh, uh, talking to them and helping them and teaching, you know what I mean? That's a passion of mine. So I want you to approach if you've stuck around so far and either not thrown your phone or hung up or shouted out, you know, hell yeah or hell no, I want you to, every platform from now on, every business decision you make from now on, me included, we need to start looking at it from a strategic standpoint. What are we trying to do, all right, to get to the end of what we're trying to accomplish? Whatever that end is, if your end on Fiverr is to get to a certain amount, so maybe your end on Fiverr is for a three-minute commercial that you that are doing anything from like, you know, zero to three minutes, you want to charge, you know, $300 for. Okay, so maybe $100 for a minute. That's your goal. All right, that's great. That's your strategy is, is going to, then you need to devise your strategy around how do you get there through how Fiverr has set up their platform. Okay, first you have to get the traffic. Then you've got to get the conversation started. Then you've got to grow that relationship. Then you have to upsell through your gig extras in order to get there. And that's okay. I think the challenge is with Fiverr, and let's be honest, Fiverr actually makes you work a little bit harder because you got to work a little bit harder to get the prices that maybe you would like to charge. But you know what? People are paying them and it is possible. Okay. It is possible because it's happening. Um, so I, I just, I want you to think about that from a strategic standpoint. Okay. Uh, I hope 
that pricing tonight has talked about, I think it is a good idea to know what the industry standard rates are for voiceover. I really do. But just remember, in the end, it is up to you and you alone. No one can tell you how to run your business. And I guarantee if someone tries to, and then you turn around and tell them how to run their business, they'll tell you to shove it. No one tells you how to run your business. You run your business based on what you believe in and what your goals are for you and your family and whatever you're trying to accomplish. Okay? That, that's my belief. All right? And I, 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 must, I would assume people agree, hopefully. <laughs> and if not, that's okay. You, we, can, we can peacefully disagree. And I guess we can angrily disagree as well. But that's okay. All right? But you do your thing. You do your thing. But think about the platforms, please, with a strategy in mind. Don't just go into them thinking that once I sign up, everything's going to happen. I wish it was that easy. It never is. All right? But I know you can do it. All right? I know you can do it. And if you follow the strategies that I've been laying out too, I know you're going to get work. All right. Thank you guys so much. I really want to thank that person who posted who... Uh, on my Instagram account. That was a really awesome post. And I appreciate their uh, courage and uh, their you know interest in making sure that they were, you know, feel like they're speaking out for the voiceover industry. I appreciate that. I think we need to keep talking as artists with each other and we need to keep helping each other understand that this is a business and that we're, we are in business and, together and we need to, you know, be able to learn from each other. So thank you again so much. Thank you all so much for your support. Uh, I, I'm really enjoying this. And hopefully you are too. And hopefully this helps. Check out uh, the, um, the Global Voice Academy Association uh, website. They do have the standard rates on there. All right. But I will say, and I'm, I'm just saying, that that is just a guide. It is not the law. All right. And you can do whatever you want with your business. Okay? All right. Well, there you go. That's that. All right. Well, hey you guys, have a wonderful night. I'll be back tomorrow. Uh and tomorrow I'll talk about making some more money in voiceover, uh working on a couple things, excited about this weekend. Uh coming up, we got an amazing guest artist who's going to be on the show and also going to be um uh uh rolling out a bunch of new things. Please subscribe, follow me, like, share. Uh, comment, leave your comments, questions, love to have it. And uh, I will talk to you soon. All right. Thank you guys so much. Peace. Peace.